Hello. Today, we're going to change it up. We're having a discussion with two young ladies about what we can do as the older generation to help them on their journeys. Remember when you were younger, how you always used to say, I would never be like my older relatives. I would never make that decision. Or when we look back at our younger selves, we almost always think of things we would have done differently. Well, this is our opportunity to ask questions from two young ladies to discuss what we can do better and how we can encourage them to do better as well. Join me on this discussion with Leigh and Ashay to learn more about what young women need on their self-love journeys. All right, all right. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited today, you guys. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But first, if you have not come to Cookie Secrets before, we are a self-love journey podcast. And we sit down with different women of all different ages, uh, Black women mostly, women of color, and we talk to them about their self-love journey and where they are in their journey. I mean, as you guys know, we are women. We go through all types of things, right? And we always look back. I think a lot of the women look back and they think like, man, what what, what would I say to warn my older self? Or what would I say to my younger self uh, as I'm older? And I wanted to talk to two, these two young ladies to kind of learn what they would like to say to me and what we would like to say to them, right? So here we are having this wonderful conversation. If you ladies would like to first introduce yourself, how old are you? Um, just a little bit. What are your names? Mm-hmm. Hello, guys. <laughs> I'm saying guys, like I know you guys. Um, I'm Lay and I'm 18. And here is my sister if she wants to introduce herself. I'm Ashe. I'm 17. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So are both of you in high school or are you not in high school anymore? She graduated. Yeah. I'm still in my junior year. I got one year left. I'm free. I'm out of the slammer. So <laughs> not the slammer. I used to think like that too when I was in school. I was like, I cannot stand this. Can't wait until I'm done I with it. <laughs> I know. She so when do you graduate? When do you I get to graduate? graduate? Um 2024, next year. She's year of 2024. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. I know you cannot wait. Do you know what you're going to do after you get out of school? I think I'm going to go to like trade school, you know, and do that. And then I, I, because I want to make music and get into like entertaining and all that stuff. I love that. Oh, I have so much to tell you on this conversation. <laughs> amazing. I love it. And yeah. what about you? What are you doing, Like, Um, right now I'm just at this pit program where they're paying you while you're training to be a dental assistant. So that's what I'm doing because I'm trying to get a steady career so I can actually do what I want to do, which is run a business. But you I, need money to run a business. So <laughs> I'm just making the bread right now. 
Yes, you do. So when I started my business, I actually only had $125 in my account. That was it. <laughs> that was all the money I had. You're a greater person than I am. <laughs> what I did was, um, and you know, what I learned while being an entrepreneur and creating my business is, and really with life is mm -hmm. the best thing that you can do is just do it. Um, everybody starts at a different time and they, some people have more money and some people don't, and maybe mm -hmm. all of your ducks aren't in a row, but when you just do it, you just go through the journey naturally and you, you, some, you fail a lot, but you're going <laughs> to fail a lot. Even if you have tons of money and you do it like the proper way, like you're mm -hmm. always, it's, it's always growing. So gotcha. don't let, don't let the money in the, in the exact way stop <laughs> you from living your best dream and you're living your life. Cause that's not going to, that doesn't mean anything. There's people who have started whole corporations of businesses and had zero dollars and had zero knowledge of company and business. So, and they're doing just fine. <laughs> so that's one thing that I, I will share with you guys first. Ooh, they um, ate that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wanted to know you guys, like, I know we have, I, I asked you guys to write down some questions for me. And if I cannot answer these questions, just like I said, when my, when my followers and my subscribers listen to this podcast, they're going to tune in, they're going to get the answers and mm. they're going to help because I might not know everything. Right. And I admit to that, but I want to, you guys to start off with some of these questions and see if I can answer them and I can kind of, you know, we can start a dialogue about some of them. Gotcha. So first question from me, Leigh, is have you figured out how to balance life? I know that's kind of like a vague-ish question, <laughs> but <laughs> that's like... You <laughs> start off with the hard stuff, y'all. <laughs> balance life. What? Yeah. No, no, mm -mm, no, no. Balance life. So here, here <laughs> that's a good first question, Lay. That's an amazing first question. Um, I actually, funny enough, is I was having a conversation with a really good friend about, of mine today about that. And I was oh, wow. kind of uh, crying, not crying literally, but I was kind of boohooing to her because I was saying I have no personal time. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. I can't like when running my business, I can't not be in business mode. I always uh. am there. So balancing like life is just something that you have to just, it's, it's, I think it's continuous. I think you always are trying to balance and trying to find a balance. So you're never going to have like that point when you mastered it or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I personally don't think so. I don't, I think some, every, it changes. Things change. Mm. You can't predict the future. So maybe mm. you have this perfect plan. Like it's like every week I start the gym again. Like I start yeah. over at the gym every week because I mess up every week. You know, you can't, you, you just, the part of self-love and loving yourself is also loving those mistakes. So that's what, I, that's one thing I learned is like, you're never going to find that your perfect balance is your imperfection of your life. Oh, wow. That, that is your balance. <laughs> That's your balance. I don't know. So when I'm sitting, when I, I sit there and I'm just like, uh, there was, there's this book I base a lot of my podcast on. And the book basically says that you should be able to be free to be yourself 
right? Unapologetically yourself. And even your flaws are beautiful. And I know I, I used to say that when I was younger and people would say that to me and I was just like, what? No, they're not. They're, they're <laughs> ugly. Have you not seen my flaws? But then honestly, as I grew older, all of my flaws, like I love them. I love that I'm a nerd. I love that I, you know, go to the hey, go to party. Hey, and I, I don't I know any of the words. Yeah, I don't think that's a flaw. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I love this. See, I'm a, I love this energy. Yes. See, it's definitely not a flaw. Or like, I don't know all the words to all of the songs. I don't even listen to music that is out right now. So these are things that normally I would be shamed. Like I would go to parties and I'm like, oh, this is weird. This is awkward. I don't know any of the music. Why well, do I don't, I don't want to be here? But what I learned is that I, I don't know the words of songs, but it makes it fun now because now I'm learning it. And now I get to figure it out on my own time in my own space. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. But I, I all of my things that people would consider flaws, I've learned to embrace and love, mm. and, like adore them. Mm. So that's just uh -huh. Can't wait till I get to that point. I don't like my flaws. <laughs> You will. You'll, you'll get there. You will get there. And and nobody can force your journey. So even if I'm telling you all these things, you'll get there in your own time. And you'll see like, oh, man, if I was if when I was your age, both of your age, I was oh, man, it was I was super. I still am. I was super quiet. I was super introverted. <laughs> I. I don't even know. I was in my own little world. I used to read so many books. Like I was like a book fiend. Like all I wanted to do was read all the time. Sounds um, like this one right here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was so I was so I was so beautifully awkward. That's how I explain myself. It, I was so beautifully awkward that it nobody understood it. But I asked mm -hmm. a friend of I asked a friend, a long-term friend when of when I was in school, I asked them, I said, what did you think about me in high school? You know, I've always thought like I, I I have this picture of myself when I was in high school, and all my all these people I know are like in the front, and they're like smiling and stuff, and I'm in the back, like like I'm sitting there. back there, like really quiet off to the corner, right? And it's always this joke of like, who is that girl right there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that was me, but now my friends are like, but you were so kind. And we chill with you because you were you were nice and you were all these things. And me, I thought I was just, you know, quiet and introverted. But these people <laughs> love me for being quiet and introverted and being that person. Yeah, for being yourself. Yeah, but you won't figure that out until later when people, when you go through it and then somebody tells it to you, you're like, oh, you're right. I am dope. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. I don't even play my ego too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you'll come. Once you get to that, once you get to that level, you have like the biggest ego because you're like, yeah, just as I am. They like me just as I am. Oh, I'm great. I'm a great. I'm great. I can do whatever I want to. Yeah. So I have a question for you both, and I want both of you to answer this. Okay. Is what is the hardest part of of being you right now? Being in high school, being high school, being out of high school. What is the hardest part? The hardest part is balance <laughs> which is why it was my first question the hardest part is like i feel like i have all these things to do and there's not enough time to do it mm -hmm. and it's like hectic <laughs> every day is hectic every day i feel like i'm scrambling at the last minute to get something done. i was scrambling at the last minute to get onto this meeting <laughs> because i had 
10 million other things going through my mind. I, yeah. I was like legit almost forgot. I think I had to put a reminder on my phone because that's the only way I remember stuff now. If I don't, I'm going to just forget. And then I was like, oh my God, that's today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. What about you, Shay? High school, I feel like the hardest thing is feeling like I'm not doing the same thing that the other kids are doing. Like, you know, like partying or like having boyfriends and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I've watched it so many times and like, like shows like Euphoria or Mean Girls, High School Musical, Riverdale, like they're all doing that stuff, and I feel like I'm not. What is and that's like, yes. <laughs> you want to go party? And like, like you want to do I mean, like that? That's the thing. I feel like there's something wrong with me because I'm not interested in that stuff. You know, like I'm really not, and I feel like I'm missing out though on my youth. So I don't know. That's just the hardest thing for me. So this is what happens to us nerds, and I'll, I'll say it proudly, right? This is what happens to us nerds when we're like in high school and you know we're like you know not doing all those fun things that we think are fun right that people are doing now we're learning and we're getting better at being ourselves so to the point when you get and i know people say this you're like but it's so long away i'm i'm 38 right now and when i turned like i'll say like 28 20 even 25 all of those people couldn't even come close to me i was the cool kid by the time i graduated high school a couple years after high school i was the cool kid because those all those kids were either having kids they were uh in horrible relationships they had been on drugs and they had done all this stuff and where i had a clear leveled head and I was making money. <laughs> I was doing my own thing. And I could afford to go on trips. Like right now, I can go on trips as much as I want to. I can do whatever I want because I, my foundation was there. My foundation of education, my foundation of, you know, my just all that was there. So now I, I can live. Most of them, they partied out and they pooped out at like 21 they they couldn't even they couldn't even meet me at 22. I was doing more things. I was traveling the world at 22, whereas they couldn't even afford to get on the airplane, right? So there's a difference. So you you can go party if you want to with all of them. I mean, all of them. But what happens is we have. I mean, realistically, you have a long a long life to live, and if that 21 years or that 20 whatever years that couple years of partying. That's all most of them are going to get. And that's what they're going to be talking about for the rest of their lives is that little bit of time in history that they were, that they were partying. Like I still have people and I'm 38. Like I said, I saw people today that I talked to that the only memories that they have of their youth is partying. My memories of, is of going to Korea, traveling the world, no going to Hawaii by myself, Japan, all this stuff. Japan. And they're like, Yes, girl, Japan. Right, we want to go. Yeah, but you, but we. So I'm just, I'm saying this that I used to be the same way. I was like, man, I'm not cool. Like, I'm, I'm not going to parties and I listen to music like them, and I'm not doing what they doing. Girl, they never going to do what you doing ever. You go, you want to hold different level to them. They, you never going to be like them, ever, girl, ever. Just the fact that you're saying that you're not going to be like them. They are not you. They, they can never be you. <laughs> they can level. They're not even it's on your like level. Conflicting ideas like that is what I'm struggling with, honestly. Yeah. 
I, I get it. And you're, and you're going to, and that's, that's actually very, very normal. Like that's, that's normal. That's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just here, I'm here to say as your future self, right. That I'm just trying to let you know that that's not even going to be a factor in like a couple of years. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to blow up to the, you're not even, you're not going to worry about them. Once graduation happens and you graduate, you are never going to, you're never going to talk to those people again. You're, I mean, you're, you're going to not deal with your, most of them. You're not even going to talk to do ever again. And next, when 10 years, when you go to your school, high school reunion, if you decide to, you're going to see it for yourself. They, they can't touch you. I always <laughs> wondered how they got your address for high school reunions. That was, that's always been a weird fact to me. So, like, how did they get your address? And yeah, I, like, how I mean, are you invited? Like, I don't know. As work? me, as growing up as a kid, and I haven't looked into it now, I always had the idea that like your school just stalked you, <laughs> and like was your like ten years, it was like, like ten years, they're just watching you, and then they just send that letter, and they're like, okay. <laughs> do you did you have a president? Um, your school president. I don't remember who they were, but we did have one. Yeah. Okay. So your school president would be probably somebody who would be responsible for making sure that they, you know, contact people and then the school would also have your address, your last address and things like that on file. Mm. So, you know, social media plays a big part. Like when my high school reunion came around, you know, everybody was on social media. They just tagged everyone um, because you're, uh. like, of course, it's like Facebook. If I went to school, I went to, I'm following that school. So then when they put it out, I can see that they're doing the reunion, things like that. Yeah. So it's like that. They're not stalking you, I promise. They're not. <laughs> they're not stalking you. They're not. But when you do your when you do the uh the school reunion, it normally doesn't have anything to do with the school. So oh, wow. the school's not doing it. It's normally either the president or somebody that went to that school or in that class that creates mm -hmm. it. Like you guys could. You could say, hmm, in 10 oh. years, I'm gonna have a 10-year reunion for everybody. And just plan it. Oh wow, yeah, that sounds like it, a lot of work. <laughs> it, it is. It, it is. I've, I've been to them. I haven't actually done it, but yeah, it's it's mm. definitely a lot of work because you have to get people from all over the country because most of them have moved and and now had kids and married and blah, doing and all that work. stuff. Being mm -hmm. you know being adults, <laughs> adulting exactly. So we have another question. Shay, do you want to ask your question? Yes. Um, is there anything you regret not doing in high school? Hmm. Anything I, I regret not <laughs> Do you really want to know this? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um Bring it up. Bring, <laughs> take it out the door. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's gonna like this. I think I think all the adults are gonna love this answer, right? Okay, so what would I have done in high school differently? Man, I think it's more of a lesson. Confidence is everything. I think I would have done whatever I want to. I used to wear mismatched socks to school and wear hats. And I was just crazy. I would do all of that with my head held up high. I would I wouldn't care less. I would I would definitely care less. I, <laughs> now that I'm older and I and I know what high school was, I would care less. Like I would do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to like walk down the, the hallways with lipstick on my forehead, I would just do it. I, I just 
it, it means so little. Like high school means so little. High school, it means so little. It's such a like small, small part of your life that I just, I cared way too much when I was in school. <laughs> She's so like, you feel the same way? Like, do you feel like I'm like you're out of school now, right? I mean, for me, out of school, I just feel like uh, not in my early years of school. Like, pretty much after COVID, when I came back to school, I was just like, I really don't care. I was just being myself and being very was very what's the word? What's the word? Is it rambunctious? Mm, like crazy, like. Uh... There's a word I'm looking for. It's really, it. it's really big and fancy. I can't think of it right now. It'll come to me later on. But I was just being very, just like, I don't know, out there. You know what I'm saying? I was just saying things. So I was like, it's, it's high school. No one cares what I did in high school. Unless I'm going to jail or something. No one cares. I'm not going to look like, Michelle, she did that in the hallway. Or she was doing that. Like, no. <laughs> no. She said this like, in class. Oh, well. Like you're, so you're, what? you're in. Now I'm being paid to go to college. Booyah. Yes. <laughs> so like, so like, exactly. So like, like your, your, um, when you got into this program, they weren't like, well, Lachelle. So like, did you like wear orange hats every day? <laughs> exactly. Were you a part of the cool kids table? <laughs> did you watch this show like everybody else? Did you? Nobody less than that. You could did you still know who, lady, who little baby was when you was in high school? <laughs> like, Thank you. Did you did you know did you know all of the songs? Please, like no one cares about that when you're when you're actually going to an adult. Like, an adult. No one cares. So the high school and school is such. As soon as you graduate, it's gone. Like it's yeah. you're now you're now in a different time of your life. So like. That is such, have you ever read, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to let you guys answer more, but have you ever read the book, The Giver? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my Literally God. Literally my favorite I book in the whole wide world. It's, it's I only watch one movie. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness, these people. <laughs> so it's literally my favorite book in the whole world because that book explains everything to me when I was younger until now. It's still very relevant to me. Because oh, where Jonah, right? Jonah uh, didn't know where he was going to be, right? He didn't know where his life is going to take him. He had so many interests and so many likes, but he never really fit in with anybody else. But he was all over the place. And then the giver, you know, he became the giver. He became the, you know, the person, the giver, whatever. And he realized that every single thing that he was doing was for a reason. Like it was all of it was a purpose. Like the whole entire thing was a purpose. Like that whole book is just like amazing. If you take a second to read that book, I feel like for me, it is exactly how life is for me. Right? Oh, wow. Looking at it that way. It's like exactly how life is. But it's just deep. Again. <laughs> just really deep. For that I would definitely if, if you've read you've read that book, what was your thoughts on this on these this book? I okay, so I like the book. I like reading books because I like how um, I can visualize it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like. And I read it for like a class assignment in like middle okay. school. And I think I think the book is better than the movie because you get to visualize things differently and really put yourself in there. Like because in the movie, like everything's being shown to you. But like 
just if you put yourself in a character's shoes like imagine not knowing what color is and seeing it for the first time and feeling that and like it's so easy to immerse yourself in a book it's just amazing it's different so like, books. <laughs> yeah, me too i'm so, i'm i'm crazy i'm crazy about books but that was like the first book that i that i actually fell in love with that i can relate to and if you like books if you're if you're a bookie you like books my suggestion is to read the Fall of the House of Usher, right? The Fall of the and House of Usher. Yeah, by Edgar Allan Poe, right? And I want you to take your time and read that. This is a very interesting read. And if you really want to... Um, you, you, it's, it's not a long read. It's not a long read. It's, it's maybe about, I want to say, less than 30 pages. But you have to read, read it very slowly to understand mm -hmm. it. And you're going to have to keep maybe have a dictionary near you. But it's a very yeah. you have you read the book, you know, Follow House of I know I know of that book because when I was in high school, I was in um not high school, this was when I was in middle school. I was in AP English. And that was like a thing that we were gonna to touch on, but then mm -hmm. I moved and so I didn't get to touch on it in that class. So I, I kinda have, like <laughs> I yeah, kinda no, that is, was like sparked a memory for me. It it would make it's gonna make you think it's gonna make you think a little bit all of Edgar Allan Poe he, Edgar Allan Poe is just like my favorite author he's amazing but he he the way that he explains the stories is so interesting and it's also about life right and all of his yeah. hardships and stuff he puts it on a on stories but it's in a very confusing way like very confusing way so you gotta like use your brain you have to sit down and read it um, and that's actually how I learned how to read because I didn't learn how to read until I was in third grade. So my, I would memorize the words on a, in a book instead of actually understanding them. So my, my dad used to give me books that were really, really hard so that I didn't know the meaning of them and I couldn't memorize them. So that's how I read that book, but it's an amazing book. You should read it. I didn't oh, wow. learn how to read until like seventh, eighth grade. You're literally seventh? like this is literally. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that's our story. Yeah, right there. I no, crap. In, like classes to help me learn how to read. Yep. And like it was just like the basic stuff. Like and like every time I switched school, it was the same thing, the same thing, until like I just like picked up a, my, book, that you like. a book that I like and started reading. And then I started reading online, like fanfic and fa like like sci-fi stuff and. I just started reading and like I had an mm -hmm. iPad and whenever I didn't know how to read a word, I'd tap it and like see the mm -hmm. definition. And that's how I learned. Like that was me. Was my life. That was me. Big time. <laughs> I didn't have an iPad though, because I'm an old lady, but I did, <laughs> however, have a dictionary right beside me and I would read. I, I really fell in love with Edgar Allan Poe. That's who made me fall in love with books. And I have, hold on, let me see if I have, hold on. We're about to start talking about books now. <laughs> So I have this book. Or a bunch of forms. So Edgar Allan Poe, favorite. Ooh, right? He's my favorite ah. author in the world. And the stories are very complex, but this is the first book I learned how to, not this particular one, my dad uh. got me a new one, but this is how I learned how to read. So you can't read them um, just in one sitting. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to really understand it and really take your time to read it. Um, and I'm not sure, they probably won't have it in your school library, but- no, uh, They'll have it in the, the um, library public. up there. They're oh yeah, they'll have it in a public, in a public library, library for sure. 
I just um, love how you use the fact that you use like a dictionary. And I just think that brought me back when I was learning more how to read. And I was just like, I hated using the dictionary. I would do anything but use a dictionary. That's literally like how I learned how to read is I would use so many context clues to figure out what <laughs> a word worked. Like that was like the last ditch effort. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I used to read the dictionary. I would read the dictionary. I'd be like, like that oh, was the a dictionary. <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can figure this out on my own. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared now because like in Elmo, they Flamboyant. added a new character. That was the word. Continue. I'm sorry. It was flamboyant. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> Not that was hilarious. But continue. My bad. Thank you. Thank you for that. Elmo has a new character called um, Smartphone or Phone or whatever. Smarty. Smarty. Her Smarty. Her name is Smarty. She's a, it's a smartphone. Don't and ask like, us why we watch and Elmo. Then, <laughs> listen, we have nephews. Yeah. <laughs> like, on while they're here. Elmo. Okay. I'm not watching. I just see it and it's like, ooh. No. Because it's like, <laughs> whenever we don't know something, let's act Oh it adds no. on the, it's, it's like on Elmo, like the, it has a smartphone on. Yes, it's a, it's a smartphone. No. Did you hear that that a, that it, there's an AI that's making music? Yes. Oh my god. The voices of singers, and now um, they can do collabs with the AI. It's deep. There, I don't want anyone. I, that, I feel like that's kind of disrespectful I'm, I'm because, like, that's singer. someone else's voice. I'm gonna this AI because I'm an artist. I'm gonna be artist. Like the draw, and there has been like this AI that's been created. It's a very cool AI. It can create pictures. Like mm -hmm. you type in your little word prompts, and it creates a beautiful picture of which you want it. Yeah. Right. So wow. I, it's, for me, I don't got a problem with the AI. I got the problem with people how people how they how they it. use it and how they try to demean artists who like draw because the AI it's not coming up with something original. It's taking stuff from other yeah, artists how and it kinda, putting it together. Kind of how it puts it together because that's how AI learns. But people are kind of <laughs> trying using that to kind of push you know people who actually draw out of art. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, look, this computer does it better than you. It does it faster than you. And guess what? We don't have to pay the computer. The computer's going to do whatever we say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so essentially, it's taking away, sorry for interrupting, it's taking away ahead. individuality. A little bit, yeah. And it's yeah. kind of it's kind of scary. You know, for me as a visual artist, it kind of feels like an attack on me. I'm scared that, 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 <laughs> that AI is going to start, like, you know, making beats and playing guitars and stuff, like, like generating, like, genres of music. That's oh my like, gosh! Could you imagine you going to Spotify and the in the genre is AI? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to play. That's too much for me. I would be. I would not. I couldn't even. How would you even? I couldn't. You know that's going to come. That's coming. Yeah, that's I know. That's that's the one thing that I try to think about. Like how I'm going to deal with that. And there's machines. You can put your hands in them. You choose your whatever you want on your nails, and it does it for you. I'm just like, this is taking away jobs from people. It, yeah, that's like, what I kind of feel like. It kind of takes away passion jobs, what it feel like for me. A lot of creative jobs that were passion-based that you could only get from another person. You know what I'm saying? It kind of feels like now yeah. corporations don't need people anymore. They're going to start going to the AI and like, kind of feels like, well, dang, now I can't really do my job. Yeah, like, <laughs> so now I got to just do something I don't want to do. Like, right. that's what I'm good at. 
that's what it kind if of individuality like. if if they're taking away the now think about this for a second right mm-hmm. so you're passionate about being able to be individuals and being having you know this this being individuals right and yeah. ai taking away from who you are as individuals but then earlier we were talking about how being an individual is also something that makes you some that you don't like right <laughs> so like yeah it's like i want to be an individual but i don't want to be an individual kind of like that duality a little bit yeah, yeah like, like, <laughs> it's like, very complex. I don't want to, what you say? I'm sorry. It's very complex. It is. I don't want to be complex. myself. But then again, I do want to be myself a little bit. But I don't want to be different. Yeah. So, I don't want to so be that's what the AI is. The AI is that thought. The AI talks or speaks to that thought of us being, um, you know, us not wanting to be individuals or to stand out. See, the AI can do it and we can put it on the AI. We can say, oh, the AI messed up. Oh, the AI looks crazy. Oh, the AI looks <laughs> like that. Oh, the AI looks weird, right? We don't have to put it on ourselves. But if more people would be, I think, if more people would just be comfortable in all of their uniqueness, then we wouldn't even need AI. That is kind of true. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? So what would we need AI yeah. for? Because we would be able to be ourselves. AI is just like the computers and everything is just a way for people to hide behind, I think, like the technology of it instead of just truly just being themselves authentically you know yeah all right i'm gonna have i have another question let's see where we at okay cool 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 next question what relationships in your life are the you the like are the most important in your life um for me it's very much my family and my friends no friends Okay, my family and a few friends, not all of them. Like, I have a lot of friends, but, you know, not all of them can be really important to me. Like, of course, I like them. But, like, some friends are just, like, more, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's my bestie. She got my back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We kind of, we're not even friends. We sisters for real types, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, yeah, definitely my family and my friends. I would say my family. Um, my coworkers. And my friends. I mean, aren't your coworkers kind of like your friends? Yeah. If they're that important to you, they're both. <laughs> I think it. I think you'll find that uh, everybody has a, a different part of your life. Like you know, your coworker friends, your you know, your real friends, your best friends, your partying friends, your you know, I want to mellow out, listen to jazz friends, just. There's all different types, right? And they all go in different categories. Mm-hmm. I can't bring my party friends around my holistic healers because my holistic healers and my crystals and they they don't party. So it's it's two different lives. You can't bring those two together. So you know that's how that's I think that's how life is. Whereas everything has to be a little bit separate. Everything has a place. You got to play. So you, one of the oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you're ready ready for the second question. I'm ready. Let's go. What's the next question? Okay. Second question. Did you decide to pursue higher education? Now, (laughs) I know it kind of seems weird coming from me since I'm already getting paid to go to college, but I did have a a plan to actually pursue more, you know, higher education. 
but I don't know if I'm gonna do it right now. I'm just th- I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm getting paid to go to college. Do I really need to pay to go to college? But I'm getting paid to go to college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, I did pursue um, higher education, but it was very untraditional the way I did it. So when I first got out of high school, I went to a community college and I went there for a little bit, but realized real quick that college wasn't like school wasn't for me. So then I went to the military and I served in the military for a while and I did school while I was in there and I didn't like school, got out of the military completely, decided to go to Howard University, realized after a couple semesters, it's very expensive. Um, And then I went to another community college and I went to the (laughs) University of Maryland, um, all to get my psychology degree. I never finished, to be honest. It was too expensive. And I realized also that what I wanted to do, I didn't need school for. I don't need school to help me help for me to help people. Um, This is my opinion. I know everybody has different opinions about school. Um, And then, you know something, after it all, I I had money to go to school a few years ago and the military said they were going to pay and they told me I can go to any school in the United States and I could have finished my degree in psychology. I could have done all that, but you don't want to know what I did? You went to business. I went to the best art school in the nation. I went to the school, it's called Academy of Art University. And I went for film and, and uh, videography. And That's I got my degree. I finished it there. And all the other schools I went to, whether I went to the Tower University, all of those things, they didn't give me what I needed. Right. They didn't mm. feed me. Not saying they weren't good schools for other people, but they didn't feed me the way I needed to. But when I went to art school, it was like I was home. It was exactly oh, wow. where I wanted, needed to be. So I was super happy being there. Um, yeah. And I, I found that you don't you, it's all about who, you know, not what you know all the time. So mm-hmm. you, can, you should always be prepared, you know, with your craft. But when somebody comes along, because you'll meet people and you'll talk to people, when somebody comes along and says, hey, oh, I do, I have a job for you. You should be ready to take that job. Say yes mm-hmm. to take it. So it's more about who you know. So, yeah. I love that you went to art school because it's so, I, I just love that me and you contrast. It feels like everything with me and you is a contrast. You learned from the dictionary. I absolutely hated the dictionary. <laughs> right? <laughs> and like, because like, I, when I was thinking about college, I told myself, you cannot go to art school. (laughs) I literally said, girl, you are not going to art school. Go to any other school but art school. (laughs) And the main reason was why I just like, I felt like I had enough art. You know what I'm saying? I felt like for me, I could do art. I don't need a school to teach me how to do art. It's the other stuff that I don't know how to do. But I just Mm -hmm. love that. (laughs) I love how like... I'm sorry, go ahead. I just like, I love how, what, I don't know, just like this, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to scream it out dynamic. later. Yes, I love this dynamic. I love how okay. that art was like, for you, it was like, you know, that was like the thing. That was the one. And I love how like, it, I love it how wasn't. for me. Oh, it, it wasn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't absolutely <laughs> had no idea what I was doing. There was no plan. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be an art, go to art school and have this 
great art career. I didn't know how to draw. I didn't know anything about cameras. I didn't know anything. One day I just took a risk and said, I'm going to go to school. It had no plan on it. The life doesn't everything. If you, when you make plans, they, they never fall through ever. Like hardly ever do they fall exactly how you want to. I, I didn't think I was going to be at, at film school. I didn't think I was going to be at art school. I just thought, hey, I want something to do and I'm going to go to the school and I'm going to see what happens. And if I don't make it, then I just don't make it. And I have a couple classes under my belt. And that was it. It was I had a such a solid foundation when it came to uh, just I had a, a created a solid foundation to where I could do that. But that took a lot, a lot of time. And when I went yeah. to art school, I I just went. And then that's what made me fall in love with it. And I didn't go there to be an artist. Like I, I had my own production company. I worked at HGTV. I did all types oh, wow. of free stuff. She said I was already doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was doing this stuff, and I, I did it. But it was like I was, I loved it. I loved it because there was no expectation. I fell in love with film and videography because there was no expectation. People, honestly, I, I loved it because people already thought I was going to fail before I even started. Mm. So I was, I wanted to, I wanted to succeed. I had, I was like, I, I wanted to prove them wrong. It was almost a big joke. It was like, I'm going to do this because all of you think I'm going to fail. So absolutely. I'm going to be the best videography for I could be. Absolutely. I'm going to get all these jobs because I'm going to show you that. I'm. The, and then once I, once I proved everybody wrong, I got bored and I started doing something else. <laughs> you know they were just moving on like th that's kind of how my whole life has been it's like oh you think i can't watch me <laughs> watch me do it oh you think you think i can't be in the military for eight years watch me do it you think i can't um you know i i spoke at the lawn of the white house before for the president you think i can't do that watch me i can do anything i want to do you can't stop me who's going to stop me from doing what i want to do i can do whatever i want Literally, you can do whatever you want. No one is stopping you. If you want to be the president of the United States, go be the president of the United States of America. No one is stopping you. <laughs> no one. You can do whatever you want. If somebody, if you, if you truly believe that, do you understand how much stuff you would do? If you really understood that you could literally be whatever you want to be, like anything you want to be right now, no questions asked, nothing. You could be that. Wouldn't you change the way that you are right now? You would. Everything would change. Yeah. Yeah. And once you, once you actually understand that and believe that, that's when your perspective will change because you literally, for real, like this is not just me saying anything. You can literally do whatever you want. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like when I was younger, I used to think think that a lot. I feel like as you grow older, you kind of just like just you stop seeing that everything doesn't matter. <laughs> you start seeing how much everything else matters, and that mm -hmm. kind of makes you feel like, well. Can I do everything, anything I want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you can. You can, you can do everything. You you can do everything. It takes a, it takes a little bit of work. Anything that you do is going to take some work. No matter if you become a hardcore criminal, it's going to take some work. Every single thing that you do no, is going to take work. You just have to figure out what work you want to put on. If you want to be a famous astronaut, you can be that. You just have to put in some work. You put in ten thousand hours. You want to be a fashion model. Put in your 10,000 hours, whatever you want to be. You want to play an instrument, put in the time. That's it. You can do whatever you want.
that's it. There's no, there's no other, there's no complex uh, thing about it. Just go be great. You want to be, you want to, you want to be, yeah, just do it. If you want to, if you want to, you're going to be a dentist, you're going to be a dentist, right? We're just claiming that energy, right? You're, you're going to, you're going to be a dentist. You are, you are. I'm going to be a dental assistant. And dentist. (laughs) But. (laughs) Why a dental assistant? Why stop there? Mainly because um, when I think about being a, like, because a lot of people have said, you can be a dentist mm-hmm. and and i was just thinking about it and i was like but do i really want to be a dentist i know mm-hmm. i can be you know mm-hmm. like i'm book like i'm i'm i've always been academically smart so i know mm-hmm. i can do it but it's all about what i want to do you know saying like a lot of people in my life I know they're being looking out for me, but they always told me what to do based on what I can do. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go to art school. You can go to art school. You're good at art. I'm like, I know I I can go to art school. I'm good at art. But do I want mm. to go to art school when I'm already good at art? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I've, I pretty much already learned all the art stuff on my own for free already. Do I have to go pay someone else to reteach that to me? You know what I'm saying? I can be a dentist because I'm good with book work and I'm good at remembering stuff. Do I want to go into school for like four more years, four plus years to be a dentist? You know what I'm saying? When what I really want to do is start my own business surrounded about my art, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's that's one thing that I... So you said what you wanted to do, right? You want to yes. create a, your own business surrounded by mm-hmm. art. Yes. So are you start? did you start that? Yes, a little bit. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. It's been on pause. Uh, she, just do it. Nike said, just do it. Like, Nike said, just do it. Nike said, just do it. What do you it. mean on pause? Look, Nike um, said, just, just do it. Look, just do it. You. Just. It's been on pause because I saw this opportunity and I didn't want to let it pass me by. There was a job. And Absolutely. They, and it was a job that was going to... It was gonna. It was a job that was training me and giving me money that was going to lead to me getting more money. And I was like, "This is just going to make my dream easier." So I'm going to put it on pause for now, so that when I come back to it, I can go full steam ahead and start rolling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the plan for now. But who knows what life has in store for me? <laughs> you know what I say? This is what I say. I say you still continue on your dream. Never put it on hold. Because what happens with life is there's always going to be more money. There's always going to be more opportunities. There's always going to be a better job. There's always going to be better. But your mm-hmm. your dream, you should never hold. Even if you have to work on it one, like 30 minutes a day, you should always mm-hmm. be creating your dream. Always. Because mm-hmm. that's yours. All the rest of that stuff is somebody else's dream for you or someone else's dream or whatever. Because you're not really passionate about it. It doesn't seem, it's just like something you try to get the money and you're trying to get a foundation, which is great. Yeah. Everybody should have a foundation. You should definitely, mm-hmm. fit. You, that dental, dental program is amazing. You can get a job at so many different places. It, mm-hmm. It's almost like when our waitress, you know, waitressing is like my fault, my go back, even though I would never want to do that ever again. <laughs> I know how to waitress. I can go to any restaurant in the world just about, or in the country, not a world that they'll speak all the languages, but <laughs> in the country, and I can be a waitress and I know I can make like three, $400 a night or even more at some places. Right. Ooh. So I know that that's a foundation, but 
then I have my passion. And my passion is like, I'm going to work on that every single day. I'm always going to do that. I'm always going to work hard because what you're not practicing, what did the coach say? I'm going to kick ball. And the kickball coach said, you, when you're not practicing your craft, someone else is perfecting your craft, right? Oh. So while you're putting it on hold, somebody else is, is doing it times 10, right? Mm -hmm. So then when yeah. it's actually time for you to do it, you're going to be like, dang, I waited so long. I, all these people are way ahead of me. And that was my first. idea first. <laughs> yeah, that was, I did that first. Why didn't I just do it? So you just keep on doing it, even if you don't know what you're doing. I started my business five years ago. I started this podcast at the beginning of the year. I don't know anything about podcasts. <laughs> I didn't even do any research. I just got a microphone, got on Zoom and said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I think that's a great idea. Let's get some of my friends and interview them. Oh, that's an awesome idea. Like, I don't know. There's nobody told me I'd do this. I, I woke up one morning and started my business. I had the money. I put it inside of an account. I said, wow, I have an LLC. Okay. Now I have to get a kitchen. Now I have to do that. And I started it small. So just never let, don't ever let your dream, don't let it die. Keep it alive. Right. You always try to keep it alive. I want to hear your next question, Shay, before I go uh, and continue the questions. Let me hear your next question. Are you good at any instruments? Like, how good? Ooh. Yes. So, I started, I read music. I started uh, with the flute first. I'm a woodwind instrument person. But because I read music, I can pretty much pick up any instrument. So, um, I can play a little bit piano. Um, the I have my violin somewhere around here. I'm trying to teach myself how to play violin. So that's a thing. It's horrible. My neighbors hate me. Um, <laughs> it's horrible. But yeah, I love music. Do you play an instrument? Yeah, acoustic guitar. Ooh, what? How good are you? I just started like two months ago. So I'm not that good. But I know like a couple chords. Okay, get it. Get it. Are you playing like, are you going to do like concerts and stuff? Or are you just playing it for yourself? I'm playing it right now for myself because I like to make music online with dolls. So I like, I do it electrically. So I want to learn how to play the guitar so I could play the electric guitar and plug it up to my computer and start, you know, just adding wow. some new stuff. Wait, you said music. with what? With dolls? Yeah. It's a software. I use BandLab. It's like, okay. it's like, it's Soft like what with. you use, dolls are, dolls are what you use to make music on computers. Like okay. Those are those programs. Okay, I, you're, you're teaching me something new, but that is so cool. <laughs> so, you're, so you're learning the guitar so that you can put it into the program um, and make the different music inside yeah. the program. Hmm, that's also just to like, you know, play too. Like, yeah. also like, I want to look cool. <laughs> Everybody looks cool with a guitar. Exactly. Good. And yeah. my guitar is pink and it looks so beautiful. Yeah. No, it's not. You want to see you it? Are, yes, please. Yeah, pink is like literally my favorite color in the whole entire world. <laughs> Let me see it. It's a pink guitar? Yes, it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, and she got it. Pink is also my favorite color. Oh my goodness. The reveal is killing me. <laughs> I'm going to move out the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Dude, that is so cool. I love that. Oh my Her God. Her name is Juliet. <laughs> and you have, and it has a name. This is awesome. Yes. Okay. You got to practice. So how often do you practice? Once a day. I love it. Yeah. See the 10,000 hours and you'll be great in no time. You're going to be <laughs> like an expert. To you. <laughs> yeah. You'll be an expert in no time. If you practice every day, just a little bit every day in a couple months, you'll be like, Playing at one of my events, maybe. Maybe you can play the guitar at one of my events. That would be so amazing. You never know. I mean, you never know. I would. Maybe I'll be paying you for gigs and stuff, you know? Oh, no. Dude. Yeah. See, I could have used you. We have an event. We had an event on June 17th. See, if you if you maybe know some songs or learn some stuff, we can put you on a stage. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't performed in like a whole like year. Like really? the last no, actually, I'm not gonna lie. The performance, the last performance I had was an acting showcase and a cabaret, which I sang and I act. But like, it's like that was like a long time ago, and I was it was very hard for it me. It was not that long ago. I promise. She still got it in her. She's just being humble right now. <laughs> I think you could do it. Oh my God, this is, but you're, you, I think that we could ease you into maybe one day, once you get comfortable, we'll ease you into yeah, more when I'm comfortable. Okay. Like it's way better when I'm comfortable rather than me being nervous about it and doubting myself because it's way better when I'm comfortable. Well, I'll why? say this, whenever you're ready, whenever you feel like, hey, I think I got a song or I think you're ready, just hit me up. I have events all the time, like literally yeah. all the time that I can just be like, okay, you can go on this event. <laughs> all the time especially i live in, a... in the newspaper i oh i wanted to congratulate you. you but me being a scattered brain i forgot but i'm saying it now yeah. thank you thank you yeah so this is actually this is my third time in the paper Ooh. so my um my business uh tell you a little bit about me so when i got out the military uh i wanted to start I wanted to get, I wanted to get into the marijuana industry. Let's put like that. I wanted to learn more about how to, how women can, can reconnect with their bodies after trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to teach women that, you know, loving their self is okay, just as they are. So I started a company. I started a, a hemp company that mm -hmm. teach women about self-love and self-empowerment. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't realize when I first opened my business that I was the first to do it in the state. I just started it. One day I woke up and said, this is a great idea. I'm going to do it. And I didn't think about anything else. And then once I started my business and I was in business for six months, they shut my business down. They said I couldn't do it. They said, you can't have this business. It's illegal. And I started researching because I'm I'm a prove you wrong type person. Like I said earlier, nobody can tell me Wait, what to do. Me what do it? Watch me. Watch me. So I looked at the policy and the laws and I found a way to do it. And not only am I the first and only, but nobody else in the state can do it. What I do. So I've been in business for five years. No one else can have edible. I've had a loss uh, lawsuit with a well, it wasn't lawsuit. It was more like a uh, a big disagreement with a local dispensary because um, they had to let me go and they fired me um, because I actually have because I have what they can't sell. 
So, yep, I've been busy for five years, but it was just me saying, you, you're, nobody can tell me, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. So I've had been busy for five years. They tried to shut me down early. I ended up having to get a lawyer and talk to um, these, like, bunch of people and figure out what I could do. And finally, they gave me the health permit. I had to wait a long time for it. I got all my paperwork in line, and now they can't kick me out of the, they can't kick me out. Oh my God. So that was the article. The article is, they do it every year on 420. I'm normally in the paper around that time because I'm the first and only one in the state. So that article, that full, my full, just about full page article, I think it is. They do that almost every year. Yeah. Because oh I'm the only one. Send that to me. That sounds, you need to write a book. That sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're living a story. Right. But I did it all by myself. I nobody helped me. I just I just really wanted to help. Like I always think about my younger self. My my younger self was um quiet introvert, like I said, and I always want to go back and just what can I do to make my younger self proud? And like you you guys asked the question of like, would I do different? I think something like that earlier. Yes. So like for me, I would just live unapologetically myself. So now I live unapologetically myself. I do what I want. <laughs> like that's what I that's my ode to my younger self. That's how I, you know, love on my younger self is I just do what I want. As long as I'm safe and people around me are safe and I'm not hurting anyone. Yeah. So if I want to have a hemp a cannabis business here and I'm gonna have one and no one's gonna stop me. My next question to the both of you is that's really important is how do you guys self-love every day? How do you take care how do you take time to love on yourself? Uh, uh, honest answer, I really don't. I come home, I work until I sleep. <laughs> That's pretty okay. much how I've been for a while now. Just I work until I sleep. That's me. Me I, when I'm asleep. Oh, that's my self love. I'm giving myself some rest. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, I have. What about you? A little routine, not really a routine, just stuff I'll do throughout the day. So I have these crystals. I like crystals. And like I have them in my room. Like I just cleaned up my room and all stuff. I like it to be like, like I like it when it's clean. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a good feeling. Cause I have my stuff on the wall, you know, my dolls. Cause I like dolls. I like, I have like, I have my, my coats on display and all that stuff. And every day I try to make an outfit that makes me feel good and look good. Mm -hmm. And whenever I go shopping, I make sure it's stuff that I like. And I also like to listen to subliminals, like good affirmations. And that's what I do to make myself feel love. Like, like that's some stuff love I do by by expressing myself through my clothes and make sure I feel comfortable. Me and my I love that. We got we gotta get you together. <laughs> like we gotta get you together. Okay. We talk we talk, I talk a lot of um, my podcast uh, to a lot of different women and I ask them that same question. How do you self-love? Right. And you will be surprised how many women don't take time for themselves. I'm not so surprised because I was just listening to your podcast on the bus and I was listening to um, what was it? I don't let me remember the episode. It's, I think it was time finding time for self-pleasure. Yes. I was listening to that. She was talking about how it's hard to find that time since she's like a mother. She's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. She's doing everything. <laughs> she's doing everything. She's all like, wait, I got to stop and do that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do 
Yeah, that's her. That's that. That's true. Yeah, yep. Time for pleasure, and that is the truth. But I say there's always time for five minutes. I love that you said, Ashe, how you were talking about how it was your style, your clothing is a part of your self love. Because one of my podcasts, one of the women on my podcast actually said that. She said her self love is waking up in the morning and getting dressed. In the way that she gets dressed every morning as a part of her self-love. She takes a little extra time to put herself together. She takes a second to take a deep breath. That's her self-love. But me, when I wash my face and brush my teeth in the morning, that's myself. That's a part of my self-love. I wake up, roll out of bed, I go into the bathroom, I wash my face, I brush my teeth, I take my vitamins, I listen to my music while I'm in the bathroom, you know, before I even go see my dog, you know, I have a moment to myself. And then when I open my door to my bathroom, I'm ready for the world. You know, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. I can accomplish anything now. And that's a part of my, that's my self-love. I'm not really good into fashion. I, I'm not. I'm, I could never. Y'all probably got me beat big time. I can't. No, I, just her. Just her. I'm the same but with you. Okay. I, I, I don't know nothing about no fashion. I tell her what looks good. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, I can't dress. I can't, I can't dress, yo. I, I go to the Goodwill. I love it there. I just, I don't got no time. I don't, I don't know none of fashion. I have a friend who knows everything about fashion. You know, all the Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all that. I couldn't even tell you the difference between any of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, me neither. It's not really about the brands for me. It's more about the, the look and the pieces. The stylistic. Mm. Like the style. Like right now I have a Twilight shirt on. And I like that little, I have a lot of shirts like this where it's like these kind of prints of like, like Mad Hatter or a manga like thing or like, you know, this, just random stuff. And I like it on like a black thing. Like that's my style or like jeans that are like kind of like New York, Y2K kind of, you know, like that. I I like the pieces more than the brand, like the look and the feel of it. I feel it. I feel like I'm very similar. I'm less of the brand. I'm more of just the look. Like I'm more of just how does it look on me? I just yeah. want to look good on me. <laughs> like I don't care about the brand. It could be anything. As long as it looks good on me, that's all that matters. So I'm gonna um we're going a little late. I just want to make sure I have these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow you guys to ask your questions and then i really only have one more question for you guys that i want to make sure i ask so who's next on the questions Uh, or do we have any more i'll I'll go next i think i have one more okay do you like your career choice was it good for you uh so before i did what i do now i was a teacher (laughs) actually was a teacher oh jesus yeah and i work with and i work with special special needs and behavior students i work with really i work with um mostly behavior so even in general population so um it was rough but i love my kids i love working with kids i I wish I could do it every day. Youth are my passion. I love it every second of it. It is my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, So whatever 
uh, I actually stopped working there because it was got really hard for me. It was really emotional, um, you know, having to deal with the kids every day. Sometimes it can be very sad. And I have been doing it for a couple of years and I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, but now uh, what I do, I still, I miss the kids every day. I say all that because I miss them every day, even though I do enjoy what I do now, which is owning my own company. And I also work as a community health worker. So I find resources for people in the community. So let's say somebody in my community is homeless and they need a place to stay. They contact me and then I have resources to help them find shelter or something like that or whatever an issue may be. If they don't have food, I actually run my own food pantry. So, you know, they can come and they can have, they can go into the food pantry and get food. So that's what I do now. So both of those were very rewarding for me. So I love what I do. Absolutely love what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the last question I had. Okay. I mean, technically when you count, no, but like <laughs> thinking about all the stuff that I really want to ask, that was the last one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, are you like, are you into aesthetics and like Pinterest and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So what does your closet look like? Like what's like the color, the feel, the era, the thing, the aesthetic? What does your closet you, look like? Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> My theme right that i love that i try to get as close to as possible do you know who dorothy dandridge is I don't, an earthly pet so i'm i love i have a i have a passion for black pinup girls and the style of black pinup because not a lot of people talk about it pinup doesn't necessarily mean like no clothes and no pinup Pinups were just beautiful women that were, you know, dressed up in a certain way, very classy. So, you know, like the big hat yeah, and the very like classy, but like just a pinch of sexy. That's yeah. the style I love, right? You know, like, so like, I want to like, not wear the six inch heels, but like the little heel with like the <laughs> nice, you know, small skirt and like, hello, how are you? Like. Yes, oh my god really, yes that's my style that's absolutely my style and if i could if i could wear that every day i would love it i've met so many um black women or women of color that are starting to dress like that and starting to have that style and that's like me all day yeah i want to dress like that when i get older like yeah, like yeah. when i'm more in my 30s 40s i'm gonna like look like old money <laughs> old money that's what it is yeah old money i like that you just, just start, you just got me that's it. i want to look like old money yeah. i want to look like old money that's what, if you go if you look up dorothy dandridge eartha kitt eartha kitt was the first cat woman uh or first black cat woman these women these were uh women who who showed that they were beautiful showed their sexuality showed their who they are in a very classy, non-Nicki Minaj, not Megan the Stallion way, in a very classy way that people still to this day adore, right? These weren't yeah. women that were showing all their skin and, and being all out there. These were women that were just trailing the way for all of us, really, just to be ourselves. And I love I, the word. I do like me some Megan the Stallion, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, Megan, Megan, Megan. I, I mean, I like Megan the style. See, on my ratchet nights, 
Girl, she said, "What I'm making the only on my crazy days, I guess." So you guess you're right. Don't tell nobody. Don't when you that, when you got that one nigga pissing ooh, you off, ooh, oh, I'm about to say that word. I'm telling. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, you're fine. What I'm happened? Fine. When you have that one boy pissing you off, and you put on you plan B. Pissing you off, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. We have the one person making you mad. (laughs) There you go, girl. Yes, we have that one person just irks you a little too much. You got to put on some Megan Thee Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just like that, all the all the way up. See me, I'm a little weird though. So Megan Thee Stallion is not my go-to to go piss somebody off. Let me tell you who's my what my go-to is. You ready? When I get upset, it's Skrillex. It's what? Skrillex. Do you know him? But I don't know too much about it. Levels, levels, levels. Okay, you want to, <laughs> you, okay, look, I'm going to say this, right? But y'all don't use it against y'all, each other, okay? Don't use it against <laughs> each other, okay? Okay. Um, Skrillex is no words. There's no words. It's all beats, right? But it's uh-huh. like, uh, like um, dubstep almost, right? Almost like dubstep. It's real like, it's like real like, do, 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 do. So when I was younger and my brother used to piss me off, right? I used to play it super loud, right? It's like, girl, 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 girl. it's like real, real loud. <laughs> that music every time will make someone mad. Every time. No matter what, no matter if you play it really low or really high, it's going to make them upset. But I love it though. It's like, I love that music. I can listen to it all day, but people normally don't. So when someone makes me mad, that's what I play, like real loud. <laughs> Megan the Stallion is like, you know, you're going out with your girls, y'all about to like get it in. Y'all y'all know y'all look good. Y'all about to yep. go and be like, Yeah, yep. we're here. We're here. Yes. We to, me and my friends went to a party. We like go to this party. Everybody's wearing pastels, like pretty pinks and stuff. And we walk into the club. I mean into the party, right? Since Gala. In all black, all of us. Ooh. All of us have on black. <laughs> Everybody else is in pinks and blues, and we have on black, right? That's that's a Megan the Stallion day. Okay. That is. that is a Megan the Stallion day. Okay. That's when you should walk in with a boom box, like playing Megan the Stallion or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. I love my next question is kind of like a two-parter okay so there's like so much stuff going on in the world right now y'all mm-hmm. like every single time i turn on the news there's like something that's happening that's negative that's taking the smiles away from people's faces and making people scared and nervous and all types of stuff and for me i just want to really dive into that a little bit of like how how is connecting with people again um, and connecting with people with everything going on? Um, and do you believe that there is even a solution to all of this crazy that's been going on in the world? And, and I'll add to that too. Sorry, I just slot. But what advice would you? What advice would you give to the older, older generations about all this stuff that's going on? Well, for me, when it comes to con- connecting to people after. The pandemic i felt like it was much easier once you have gotten a break from people you miss people so at least for me i was like oh my god i miss being around people you know what I'm saying so it was much easier because i wanted to be around people not around people all the time i'm like please get out of my face i don't really miss y'all no more <laughs> are, are we not doing that whole social distance thing anymore <laughs> i'm pretty sure COVID's still a thing. <laughs> 
but you know, I feel like right after the pandemic, everyone was just like, not everyone, but a lot of people like me, I guess, who are extroverts, were just like, I want to be with people. <laughs> so it was like, we was, we kind of, for me, I was just like, oh, it's perfect. I want people again. So for me, I felt like that break was a needed, necessary, kind of make me think about what I meant about being social. And it made me, you know, happy to be social again. Um, another thing you said, what was the specific question about the crazy thing? Is there a solution? Yeah, like all oh, with everything going on, pick one thing because there's so okay. much going on around. What would you give to the older generation and say like, hey, this is the easy solution or this is the solution or, you know, this is what we can do. You know? uh, all I'm going to say is that you're one person, you know what I'm saying? This is what I try to, this is what I tell myself because I also get into that rabbit hole of like, oh my God, this is happening. So many things happening around the world. But I have to remember down one person and I can't make, like, I can't make change. What I'm trying to say is like, don't worry about things that you really can't change right now. You know what I'm saying? You can't change what's going on in like a whole nother country. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't worry about that. And crazy stuff has always been happening. Like when you look at history, crazy stuff has always been happening. The only reason why people weren't so anxious about it as now is because they didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? We have this knowledge now that we can just know about everything that's going on. And it's too much. It's too bombarding. You know what I'm saying? We're not meant to be thinking about all that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Worry about yourself because yourself, your own life has a thousand different things going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, very true. <laughs> there's a lot of things going on, but you got to just face the fact that you can't change that right now. So don't put that energy into it right now. We can put it into something positive for yourself. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Unless it's like your passion and you want to go out and be like, you know, in politics or want to go to another country and help these people. You know what I'm saying? Unless that's your passion and that's what you want to do. Don't let that hinder you. You know what I'm saying? I love that's that it. advice. That's <laughs> good advice. That's good advice. That's actually really good advice. I understand. I, I, I resonate with that. I can, I listen to that. <laughs> I'll take that advice because that's definitely one of the things for me is listening to the news all the time and really getting into this, like, oh crap, too much stuff's going and going down the rabbit hole. What about you, Ashay? What do you think? What what is something? How do you feel about people connecting after COVID and just like everything going on? And, and what type of solutions do you think uh, we can do to help? So for me, after like. <laughs> I've kind of, so before COVID, I was actually an extrovert. Like, I was super, like, super duper, like, friendly and all that stuff. But, like, like after I moved and then COVID happened, like, I kind of became an introvert. And I kind of got, like, social anxiety. And so it's really, it's really difficult for me, me personally. And, like, I just, I, I didn't. I wasn't following the same path that the other kids my age were doing. So now I feel even more disconnected, you know? So it's like really hard for me to, you know, do that. Like even in my main friend group at school, I still feel like an outsider. Like I shouldn't be there, you yeah. know? Is it is it because like you, because do you believe that COVID played a huge part of that? I'm guessing with you just not being around them, not feeling uh, the same connection and stuff like that. So maybe during COVID, you just kind of split or you just kind of realize 
that you're different than them or yeah like there's a lot of like (laughs) i feel i feel like everyone just changed everyone changed like it's crazy it's actually crazy like the one girl i was like best friends best of friends with i saw her during like freshman year we were online (laughs) and she looked totally different and like now and her like we, we don't even talk anymore we used to talk all day every day we used to be like when COVID first happened and we were doing online school in eighth grade we were on we were like facetime each other on instagram and all that but like i just feel like a lot of people have changed and then i've changed so i'm not as like more friendly as i was before and they're doing their own thing and i feel like every like it's just not the same anymore why don't you think you're friendly i mean i i because how she treat me she be mean to me. She knows she's not friendly. <laughs> I just feel like, like friendly as in like, like I'm not really open to that much people. And like, I don't really give second chances. Like, like if you do, like, for example, I told this girl something, right? My gut feeling. And she didn't listen to me. She made me feel bad about it. But then at the end of the day, I was right. And, and like, that it, it hurt me because I cared about her and and like I was warning her, her about something that was going to hurt her people who didn't mean any good and she didn't listen to me and she didn't listen to her other friends and that hurt me so I was like you know what no I'm not messing with with anyone anymore like that just really put me off from that whole entire friend group like I just can't anymore and like she tries to mess with me and all that stuff and like now I'm just very ju- judgmental honestly yeah and like if I see something but do I, I'm you not don't you feel like don't you feel like you're justified? Yeah, but it's like also like there's other people who like they didn't know what happened with her. So, but yeah. like my energy travels over because mm-hmm. I just I I just I don't want to be hurt like that again. Like I actually cared about her. You know what I feel? You know what I hear? Um, this is just my opinion. I hear compassion. I hear you actually care, and that that's. That's a, that could be a, a good thing. And sometimes that can be a flaw. Like I know for yeah. myself, like sometimes that can be really good that we care so much and that we're so compassionate about other people and we want people to be happy. But sometimes like it's a burden and to find that we, as we were talking earlier about balance, eventually you're going to find the balance in that. Right. And you're yeah. going to find that, that happy space in there. But I, I'll, I'll tell you, I still haven't found it. I still struggle with that. I care about people so much. Stuff like that happens to me even today, even all like a lot where I care so much and then somebody doesn't see it the way that I did. And I really was care. I really cared. Right. And then they thought, no, oh, like you were thinking a different way or it was something different. It was like, yeah. and, then, and then you embrace your heart. So then when your heart, your heart's broken, you can't trust people again. You can't connect with people again because you're like, well, that person, I trusted that person. That person was really cool and and whatever, right? They turned around and stabbed me in the back. <laughs> yeah, right. It happens, and then and then I think that it it doesn't it doesn't hurt less the more it happens. So don't let people believe it. It every single time it it's gonna it's gonna hurt. But what happens is you just learn from this. You learn from that, and you start looking at people like that's just that's who they are but never change your heart never change that part of you because the way that you are that compassion is worth so much it's something that a lot of people don't have 
A lot of people don't have that heart. They don't have, they don't care. They're stone cold. And no matter how you say you're like, you're, you're not, you have such a big heart. I can hear it in the way that you're talking and the way that you're passionate about it. So like you, you can say, oh, I don't know, that, but uh, no, you're not, you're not being honest with yourself. You do. And that is such, that's something that don't ever get rid of that. It's going to hurt. It's going to be annoying. People are going to understand your heart. They're not going to understand your good intention all the time. They're not. But don't lose that because there's there are people in the world that need you. They need that compassion. They need you to care. And if you take stop being that person, then you're not going to be able to help so many people. That pain that you're learning and stuff is going to help you heal people and be your testimony for later. So go through it with your head up and learn those lessons. I'm telling you, because you're just, it's, it's going to, it's going to keep on happening. People are rude. They are rude. They are mean. They are, they do whatever they want to. They don't listen. They're, they're like that forever, but stay a good person, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so I wanted to end this with, um, with saying that I hope that, you know, I, I want to invite you guys back onto my show, right? In a couple months. That would be awesome. <clears throat> and I want to, uh, I'm going to, you know, of course, release this in a couple weeks, release the podcast in a couple weeks, and I'll have it out. And what's going to happen, which I already know is going to happen, is you're going to, you're going to, we're going to do another podcast in a couple months. And I'm going to give you an assignment to listen to this podcast over again. And then you're going to tell me how much you grew. Right. And every couple of months we're going to do it. And we're just, you're going to talk about your growth. How did you grow from that conversation? Oh, <laughs> I got work to do. <laughs> and we're going to work self-love. Yeah. It's self-love. Right. There you go. So you're going to realize that you're ever, you're changing all the time. Right. In this moment, you feel like this, but there's so much more to life. I did this project for myself when I was in college. So we had to do a video. Um, it's on my youth. It's on YouTube. It's weird. Um, but it's a video and I had to look at the camera and I had to say, hello, 10 year old, 10 years later, Toki. Uh, and I get, had to give this 10 year, um, this older person, this other person, a message. Right. And sometimes I go back and I listen to it. And what I want you guys to do right now is I want you to, uh, give advice to your six months from now person. And, um, I want you to give, I want you to, I want you to give you guys some advice. I want you to take a moment and just give me what you look at the camera and give me what you want to say to your older self. In six months, I'll be a senior, right? In six months. Will he be a senior? Yes, he will. Six months from now? Yes, he will. Ooh, okay. <laughs> You'll be a senior in six months. It makes it sound like so, like soon. It's so <laughs> soon. It's very soon. Yeah, six months, you're going to be a senior. Like, it's, it's literally like less than a year away. One thing I know that I want to say for myself is I know life has been very hectic for me slash you, <laughs> oh, but 
I want us, we don't have to perfect, perfect it or anything, but at least have, I don't know, a routine down, a way of how we like to handle things so that we're not always scrambling at the end of deadlines to get things done. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe try, I don't know. Maybe try working more on your planner. I do have a planner right now, but I'm not fully utilizing it to its full potential. So in six months, hopefully I'm utilizing it to its full potential that my life is less stressful than what it is now. Also, I want to take your advice and start working on my business again. I know I put it on pause, but I want in six months that I have a good enough um, progress, like a very showable progress that I can show my I don't know myself and be like, you was not doing anything at that moment, but look how much you accomplished in your business by now, whether if it's reading a business book and learning something from business book or because I supposed to be releasing a comic. That was the one thing I wanted to do, but I put it on pause. So maybe I do some more pages on my comic and start actually working on that again. That's what I hope to see. You know, from your future, from my future self, and my advice to my future self is: try not to let life make you go crazy. <laughs> All right, that's good advice. Don't make and, life and make you go crazy. As far as your comic goes, I know somebody who would help you finish your book oh, and finish no it and do it for and help you do it. Yeah, she's one of my really good friends. She would love to do that. I can check in with her if you really are interested in doing it. Yes. <laughs> but you would actually, but just like I said, you actually have to put in the work, right? Yeah. So there's a, there's a podcast. Uh, I don't remember the episode, but her name is Tavina, Dr. Tavina Lynn. Mm. Dr. Tavina Lynn. That's the episode that you need to listen to. Tavina is one of my really good friends. She actually, she, I think she got her, her third book. This is her first <gasps> book. Here are my notes. Ooh. So she's, this is her first book. This is one of her books. And I finished reading it. It's a bunch of poems and stuff that she has written and a bunch of stuff. But she helps people write books and get their stuff published. Okay. That is her whole thing, especially Black women. Okay. So if you would like me to connect, but you have to put in the work, I can talk to her and see what she says and see um, if she would be interested in helping. <laughs> but I, yeah, let's talk about this in six months. Yeah, six yeah. months. That's, that's six months later you're talking to by now. Yeah, six that's, months. Six months later, we'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to her in six months. Yes, that sounds. When perfect. you have something to show me, then we can <laughs> discuss. And then we can discuss. We'll discuss it then. I have. What about you, Jay? Um. So since I'll be a senior, I want you to have everything together mentally. Physically, and like in every aspect, like not perfect, but together and manageable, manageable for yourself. And I want you to not focus too much on what other people think and really like love yourself fully, like to the fullest extent with no one else's input no one else's input and like if you feel good about something and someone else doesn't you still feel good about it that's what i want you to do yeah i love that for you you're gonna make me cry 
<laughs> You're gonna make me cry. You remind me of shit. You remind me of a younger version of myself. You know what? Oh, no, that's what it like. I feel like you guys are like so similar. Yeah. But see, I know that she's gonna be okay though. Because I mean, you'll be fine. But it's just like <laughs> You don't, even, you don't even know what you're about to come into, girl. You just you just stand there not knowing. It's like a million. It's like a millionaire, right? You just you know that the millionaire is about to get a million dollars. The millionaire don't know. <laughs> what, just keep doing what you're doing. Just, all right. Look at me. You just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing. You exactly. you are. You are right. But in six months, right? When you come back and you listen to this, when you both come back and you listen to this uh, podcast. I really want you guys to really actively start thinking about these things, these goals that you put in place, these things that you want to accomplish in six months, right? Because I think we always get stuck in the moments, like in the right now, that we forget that we have so much ahead of us and we can work for. So I want you really to really think about those things, being more confident, getting more organized, you know? What would that look like for you if you start getting organized a little bit and start creating a routine. What would that look like if you just started being authentically yourself one day a week and then give a crap when anybody says and you just made it a thing? I'm just gonna be me. I'm gonna do whatever I want to just one day a week and nobody can stop me. How would that look? How would people address you? Do you should you even care what they think? These are all like things that you should start thinking about right now. Right, and I think they're doable. I think this is stuff that you can actually accomplish and you can do. Right, I don't think that they're too hard. I'm gonna try, (laughs) but I think I think that the great thing about it is you have so many resources by being on this podcast. Right, Mm -hmm. there's so many women on on this podcast that actually have planners. They make them. Right. So there's a woman that I know that makes planners um, and she helps people get organized. And if I told her that there were (laughs) there was a young lady that wanted to, (laughs) I'm sure she would. Uh, You being able to be more confident about, you know, who you are and not care. I I can connect you to the resources of women who are life coaches and can help you. Right. But Mm -hmm. we also have to do the work. So if yeah. you give me six months of your time, of your energy, and you really try to do the work, then that's what I'm here for, right? As a mentor, mm-hmm. as a person, is to be able to make you into the best possible versions of yourself. So whatever way I can help, I'll help. I had a very difficult time with organization. Oh my goodness, organization was not my thing at all. But now, if you look, I have a clear desk. This is my organization, right? Don't laugh at me. <laughs> so I have a desk. It's clear, right? I have a clear oh, yeah. So what I do is I have a Sharpie m- marker in my thing. I think I have a So I have a bunch of like markers because I'm a visual person and I write directly on my desk. All of my notes and everything <laughs> go directly on my desk. Everything. So it looks like chaos. There's like notes all over the place, stickies and everything all over the place. But it's organization to me. So maybe organization doesn't look like what oh, other yeah. people think that you that you think maybe your organization is you know the scrambling of all a bunch of things maybe it's writing on the walls maybe it's drawing a picture to remember remember how you said that you read but your way of learning how to read was through what like imagery or like connections maybe that's the same way maybe you need something like that now 
right? Mm -hmm. So those are things that you guys can look into that I really want you guys to challenge yourself and look into. But we're at the end here. You guys have said the message. You guys, I hope that this conversation was great for both of you. I know it was great for me. Yeah. I hope it, I hope you have fun. I learned so oh. much about you ladies. This was great. <laughs> this was I, I just had I had a great time. I was so excited about meeting you both. Um, I am going to uh, make sure I stay in contact with you to see how your progress is with your with your thing. I'm really big on accountability, so I will yeah. be emailing you and, and message you guys to see where you're at on your goals, right, for the next mm -hmm. six months. Right. That's big for me. So I will be contacting you, but I want you ladies to really just have a good day. And